I'm Erin Holt, and this is the Functional Nutrition Podcast, where we lean into intuitive functional medicine. We look at how diet, our environment, our emotions, and our beliefs all affect our physical health. This podcast is your full-bodied, well-rounded resource. I've got over a decade of clinical experience, and because of that, I've got a major bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model. They're both failing so many of us. But functional medicine isn't the panacea that it's made out to be either. We've got some work to do, and that's why creating a new model is my life's work. I believe in the ripple effect, so I founded the Functional Nutrition Academy, a school in mentorship for practitioners who want to do the same. This show is for you if you're looking for new ways of thinking about your health and you're ready to be an active participant in your own healing. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. I would love for you to follow the show, rate, review, and share because you never know whose life you might change. And of course, keep coming back for more. Hello, friends. Glad to be back. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Today, we are going to get into deep nutrition on a budget. Now, my intention for this show is for it to be a quick and dirty. Uh, We'll see how that goes. (laughs) That's my intention. Uh, I want it to be just a compact, little digestible resource for you. I want to focus on foods that will pack a nutritional punch and ways to reduce dollars spent in order to do that. Now, when I was planning this episode, I kind of started to get a little bit into the weeds of explaining the whys behind all of these foods, why they're so nutrient dense, why we want to focus on them. But then I realized that it would kind of be like a four-hour episode. And also, I was reinventing something that already exists, which is my nutrition program, Eat to Achieve. So if you do need help with understanding the whys behind deep nutrition, how to shop, how to cook, how to meal prep, different recipes, that all can be found there in Eat to Achieve. Now, as a reminder, you do get access to Eat to Achieve and all my other functional nutrition and functional medicine programs in the Functional Nutrition Collective. That's a monthly membership where you can access everything, like basically my entire body of work. Once you complete Eat to Achieve, like if you're starting from the beginning, you're like, I don't know what to eat. Cool, we've got you. You can start with Eat to Achieve. You can then move on to the Carb Compatibility Project. That helps you dial in your macronutrients. You learn how to better support your blood sugar, your metabolism, eat to reduce fatigue, to get your energy back, to reduce anxiety, to reduce brain fog. And then when you feel ready, you can move on to your hormone revival. That is all about balancing hormones. So you learn specific tools, strategies, resources, practices to support your nervous system, to balance your hormones. And you've also got access to Body Intentions Breakthrough, which you can use anytime through any of the programs, or even if you're not going through a program. It This program, Body Intentions Breakthrough, legit answers every single question that people ask me about manifestation and mindset. It's all baked into the curriculum, especially as it relates to your body or your body goals. So whether that's health goals or body composition goals or weight loss, 
And that's honestly the program that I personally come back to time and time again, every single time I'm working on a new goal or a new intention. Within the collective, you also get access to ongoing live classes. We gave you a little sneaky peek of one last week. We're going to give you a little sneaky peek of one next week, most likely. Uh, So I teach those. And then uh, people on my team, the functional nutritionists on my team also teach those as well. We do bring in healers and energy workers that I've worked with in the past because for years, people have been asking me for a monthly membership where we offer ongoing nervous system support classes and uh, restorative classes, things like breath work, guided meditations, energy healings. So of course we had to bake that into the collective too. So you get access to that. Now, before we get into details of today's show, I do want to share a reframe with you. I'm I'm hoping that this is helpful for some people. That's my goal and my intention. Uh, and this is specifically around budgeting for your health or budgeting for your nutrition, since, since that is the topics of topic of today's show. Um, I ran into a former client of mine at my physical therapy office. Shout out to Oceanside in Tide Strength Studio. If you follow along with me on Instagram, you've probably seen that I've been doing a lot more strength training lately. I've been working with a trainer, Chris, over at Oceanside and it's just been a phenomenal experience. At the time of recording this, I turned 40 in exactly two months. So my personal goal is to continue to put on muscle mass, to continue to build muscle so that I can maintain it into my 40s and beyond. So my personal goal, I feel very grateful and fortunate that I am at a point in my health journey where I can have goals like that, you know, versus just like getting out of a health crisis. And I attribute all of that to all of my programs. I got to shout myself out there. (laughs) I literally build the programs that I needed. So, uh, and then I shared it with the masses. So anyway, um, so I ran into my former client there and she's like, Hey, I, I, I heard about the collective. I'm so excited. I really want to join right now. My husband and I are looking at our budget because our health insurance three X this year. And then she said, but honestly, That's why I need to join the collective. And I want to speak into that. This is quite literally why we priced the Functional Nutrition Collective the way that we did. It is to give you access to functional nutrition programs very affordably. We teach you how to build and maintain your health house. And that's why someone who's never worked with me before has joined the collective. That's why people who have already worked with me before are joining the collective. That's why people have already done some of the programs are coming back because it's not just about building the foundations, but it's also about building on top of those foundations as well. Now, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you that eating healthy is inexpensive. We know that it's not, right? Eating healthy costs money. But something that we don't talk enough about is that being unhealthy is extraordinarily expensive medications, surgeries, treatments. There is a reason that health insurance costs go up and up and up and up. Being unhealthy costs a lot of money. Now, we know that how we eat builds up our physical body. How we eat informs our cells. How we eat dictates our health. 
So investing in things like the Functional Nutrition Collective and a solid food budget can save you a lot of money in the long run. And again, that's why it's priced that way. I understand that it's hard for some of us to think about things in terms of the long run, which is why a lot of people will just wait until you're in crisis mode to actually look at your health because you have no other option but to. But the truth is, it is a lot more challenging and a lot more expensive to manage your health once you hit crisis mode. So just keep that in mind. I'm presenting that reframe to you in the event that some people need to hear it. And I know I've been championing this message for a hot minute, but I also want to speak to the women, the moms, the caretakers, the people pleasers, the, I just want to keep the peacers. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't want to rock the boaters out there that are listening. We have to, we can, and we must, we have to put our own health on our priority list. I will never stop advocating for this. Never. And this includes making the time, the space, and the budget for it. So with that said, I, um, on Instagram, because I polled folks on Instagram, uh, Misa's Clean Kitchen shared, she said, I put other things at the very bottom of the list so I can afford organic and sustainable food. And I certainly relate to that. I'm, you know, it didn't really matter how much money we were making. Um, and this goes all the way back to when I was like a broke ass college student because I prioritized the way that I eat because I prioritize food and nutrition. It, it was a priority. Uh, it's kind of like that episode that I did on desired values versus embodied values. I think a lot of people would like to think that they value nutrition and healthy eating, but we have to, to really see what our embodied values are, what our priorities are. We have to look at what we're actually doing in our life. I know that money is a really tough subject just in general, but also especially right now. And, um, I've been sitting on something, a course, a money course that I've been wanting to build for a couple of years now. And the more I think about it, the more I think it should be more like bite size, like a smaller thing, maybe a podcast series. I have a lot of projects on my on my plate. Um, so that one's always getting like bumped around. But if you are interested, if you think that this would be of value to you to have um, either like a, like a mini course or something on money mindset, please DM us and let us know. Um, if I... If there's a certain level of interest, I will actually take the time to build that out. Just a heads up, that would be a paid thing because we would be talking about uh, money. So anyway, um, let's get into the show. Deep nutrition on a budget. I want to just shout out everybody who shared. This is a group effort. I pulled everybody on Instagram to ask for your best tips and tricks. And so I'm compiling everything here. Thank you again if you shared. Now. I recognize that some of what I'm about to say requires time. So you're kind of switching out one resource for another. You're trading dollars in hours. But some of what I'm going to say is actually super fast. It's one of those things that we build up in our head to be like way bigger than it actually is in practice. Um, it is January 18th right now at the time of recording this, and I still have my Christmas tree up. <laughs> 
in all of my Christmas decorations. Why? Because I am making that project way bigger in my head that it will actually be in practice. If I just took an hour and a half, it would be done. But for weeks I've been like, oh, I can't even bother. So I know what that feeling is like. And I also want to say that like, once you start doing these things and implementing these things and making them habit, they really become second nature and it's not an actual time suck. So just want to speak into that. Now, there are some things that you can DIY that you're probably not currently doing. And maybe some of these foods you're not even currently eating. So let's take it from the top. And I'm going to start with growing your own sprouts because it is cheap and it packs in a ton of nutrition. When I think of a nutrient dense food, I think of sprouts. That's why they're often referred to as a superfood. They've got antioxidants, vitamins, B vitamins, vitamin C, minerals like zinc, calcium, manganese, copper. They are like little, uh, little powerhouses of nutrition. And they just, I don't know, they just put a little pep in my step. I love making, remember um, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about my breakfast. I always put sprouts on top of my eggs or on top of my sandwiches. They just bring me great joy and also great nutrition. You can make them yourself. They're not inexpensive to buy, but they are cheap as dirt to make. So you have to get sprouting seeds and there's all different kinds. There's radish, lentil, broccoli, sunflower, mung beans. There, there's an abundance of different types of sprouting seeds that you can sprout. Um, You've probably heard me talk about broccoli seeds before. They are a great source of sulforaphane, which is a compound that helps us clear estrogen out of our bodies. So you just have to find a source for sprouts. I know a client has sent me broccoli seed sprouts or broccoli seeds, I should say, from Johnny Appleseed. Um, I know that Mountain Rose Herbs is an online catalog where you can get uh, you can get lots of different things there, herbs, spices, but you can also get sprouting seeds there. I would love to compile a list of resources after this episode. So if you know places where you can buy in bulk online, since obviously this is a, this is a global show. I live in New Hampshire. So there's certain things that I buy in bulk local to me that doesn't really help all of you. So if we can, again, group think this a little bit, um, please feel free to DM us with any resources. And as we receive those, we can update the, um, the show notes page. So we've got lots of resources there. Now you do need to buy something to actually sprout the seeds, but I just use a wide mouth mason jar. We have so many of them. I just get them at a local grocery store market basket. I get like a whole fleet of them. That's what we use for drinking uh, drinking glasses because we pound water in smoothie glasses as well. And then you need to order a mason jar sprout lid. So just literally go into Google and search mason jar sprout lid and you will get, you know, you'll see. We'll uh, link it up in the show notes too. There's a, there's a lot of them. I'll show you the one that I, that I have. It's very easy. Okay. So make your own sprouts awesome. It only takes a few days too, super quick. So you just have ongoing, um, an ongoing supply of sprouts. You can put them into smoothies if you want. You can add them to salads. Good stuff. Hey, let's take a quick break so we can talk about low sugar nutrition. I'm always looking for kind of quick and dirty ways to pack in extra nutrition, polyphenols, antioxidants, 
fibers for my gut and even herbs for my stress response. Like the more adaptogens, the better, which is why I use Organifi powders every day, several times a day. I love to put them into my water. This is great if you're one of those people that struggles to just get enough hydration, get enough water. And if you feel like water's really boring, these powders can zhuzh it up for you. My kiddo loves them. She feels like she's drinking juice. My personal favorite is the red juice. So it has lots of different red powders, things like acai, cranberry, pomegranate, strawberry, raspberry, blueberry, all of those polyphenol rich red and blue powders. And it's low sugar. All of Organifi's powders are under three grams of sugar per serving. And most of them offer up fiber as well to counteract any spike in blood sugar. So highly recommend. I throw them in my smoothie so I can pack in a bunch of veggies without adding a ton of fruit that might spike my blood sugar, and I can still make them sweet and palatable. Go to Organifi's website, Organifi.com. You can click the link in the show notes. Be sure to use the code FUNK. It will save you 20% off of every single order you ever place. You get a good deal, and you get to support all the good things in your body too. I want to introduce you to a new-to-me product called Qualia Senolytic. It's something that I've been experimenting with as I round the bend on 40 for more of an insurance policy than anything else. I feel good and I want to stay feeling good. As you age, you accumulate these things called senescent cells. We talked about this a lot in episode 280, The Science of Aging. Senescent cells actually cause the symptoms of aging, aches and pains, slow workout recoveries, low energy. So Qualia Senolytic actually removes these worn-out senescent cells. And the cool thing is you only have to take it two days a month. So if you want to support aging at the cellular level, try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com forward slash F-U-N-K-S for up to $100 off and use code FUNKS, F-U-N-K-S, at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com forward slash FUNKS for an extra 15% off your purchase. Next up, things you can DIY, fermented veggies. So you probably know that I'm a big fan of eating fermented foods. They provide probiotics. Fermented veggies also provide prebiotics. And you can pack in a lot of different variety by using different veggies. So when you rotate the type of veggies that you use, you're also rotating the different prebiotic fibers that you use, which feed different bacteria in the gut. So it's wonderful. That's why we always want to prioritize uh, variety in our plant food that we're taking in because it helps to feed different bacteria, beneficial bacteria in our guts. Fermented veggies also contain those probiotics, like I said. Now, sauerkraut, kimchi, there's lots of different varieties, but if you're buying a good organic one at the grocery store, it's going to run you like 10 to $12 a jar. When you make it at home, it's like a few bucks. And all you need is a jar, water, and salt, and then obviously some veggies. Now, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of exactly how to do that, but just search it on the internet. And there's like a, a bunch of tutorials that walk you through it. So fermented veggies, you can start making those yourself. Nut milk is another one you can DIY. You know I'm a big fan of nut milk. You know I'm a big fan of nut milk. I went viral on Instagram for it. It's a whole thing. Now, I'm going to make a case for you using hemp seeds 
in your nut milk. All right, ready? Let's go. It's easy. It's fast. There's no strain. Okay, no strain. So some of the nut, uh, some of the nuts like cashews, almonds, it does make for a better final product when you take the time to soak the nuts overnight. This also reduces some of the anti-nutrients that are found in nuts and seeds. If that's a problem for you, it's a problem for a lot of people. So you soak them, you strain off that liquid. It's better for your tummy. I support you in that endeavor. I used to have to be really diligent about doing that myself when my health was in a different situation than it's in now. And then from there, once you have the soaked nuts and seeds, you blend them up with water and then you go through another process of straining them. So you can use a fine, like a wire mesh strainer or a nut milk bag. I never could never get into nut milk bags. It was just a mess. Then you had to clean it. It was just chaos. So I always used just a fine wire mesh strainer. But for hemp seeds, you have to do exactly none of that. So I can make nut milk on the fly when I'm using hemp seeds. It's that fast. Um, you just blend the hemp seeds up with water and ta-da, you have nut milk. Now we can get like a little bit more fancy than that. Of course, uh, we can add dates, obviously pit the date first. You can throw a date in there. You can add vanilla, either vanilla extract. Back in the day, I would buy vanilla seeds or vanilla pods. Is that what they're called? The long vanilla pod. And then you open it up and you use the seeds inside. Oh, that's so bougie, so fancy, tastes amazing. Um, then add like a little pinch of sea salt. So if you want to doctor it up, zhuzh it up, you can absolutely do that. It kind of depends on what you're using the nut milk for. I usually make it for smoothies. And since I'm adding lots of different things to my smoothie and my protein powder is usually flavored and sweetened, I don't really bother with that. But if you want to elevate the experience, add a sweetener, add some vanilla, add a pinch of sea salt and ta-da. Now, hemp seeds are also super nutrient dense. It's got, they've got manganese, magnesium, phosphorus, iron, some B vitamins, and not in like little dribs and drabs. They're, it, hemp seeds are a really good source of these, of these minerals. And so when I make it, I usually do one cup of hemp seeds to four cups of water. It makes a pretty thick uh, milk. So you might want to kind of fool around with that ratio. But when you do it this way, you're getting over 10 grams of protein per cup of milk, which is pretty bitchin'. Um, so three tablespoons of hemp seeds have 10 grams of protein. So just a heads up on that. Now, if you don't want to use hemp seeds or you want to rotate or alternate, I also like Brazil nuts. I like pumpkin seeds. Like I said, you can use almonds and cashews. Sometimes I'll do a half and half. So I'll do half Brazil nuts, half pumpkin seeds, or half pumpkin seeds, half hemp seeds. So you can fool around with that. Get wild, get crazy, let loose, let your hair down, you know, go for it. Um, the, the way to make this even less expensive is to buy in bulk. So go to local co-ops, go to local health food stores. You can buy in bulk in Whole Foods. What I always say, if you're buying nuts or really anything in bulk, make sure it's a high turnover place, meaning like they're, you're move, they're moving through product 
quickly. Otherwise, the oils and the nuts can go rancid. So I've definitely purchased nuts and seeds before and I open the bag and I can smell the rancid oil. And from there, it goes directly into the trash. And that is not good for the budget or the planet. So we wanna make sure that the nuts stay fresh when we're buying them. So just keep that in mind in terms of buying in bulk. We'll get a little bit more into different things you can buy in bulk later on, but right now I wanna continue to focus on stuff to DIY. Salad dressing. If you're shopping for bottled salad dressing at the store and you're looking for good quality salad dressing, meaning that they use good quality oils like olive oil or avocado oil and not sunflower oil or canola oil, oil, which most salad dressings are made with, they're not cheap. It's like 10 bucks a bottle sometimes. Uh, Great in a pinch, but I just feel like they're (laughs) suboptimal. taste-wise to the salad dressings I can make at home. So really all you need to make a salad dressing at home is fat, acid, and salt. So fat is like an olive oil or a avocado oil. Acid is lemon juice or apple cider vinegar or balsamic vinegar, and salt is pretty straightforward. If you've got those three things, you're good to go. Just put it in a little tiny mason jar and shake, shake, shake. You can get even more crazy with an immersion blender, uh, but basically that's that's all it takes. So two of my go-to easy peasy recipes are olive oil, lemon juice, put a little bit of mustard in there, helps to emulsify it and kind of make it a thicker dressing, honey and salt, or like a gluten-free tamari or aminos. Um, So that's a go-to one. Again, just put it in the mason jar, shake, shake, shake. Another go-to is balsamic olive oil. I use about half and half. So if I'm doing, you know, I don't know, a third of a cup of balsamic, I'm also doing a third of a cup of olive oil. I will put a clove of garlic. Am I saying that right? One section of garlic, not like a a whole thing of garlic, one section of garlic. Put that in there. And you, you do have to blend that one. And when you blend it, it makes it nice and thick and then it stays thick. So you just put it into a glass jar, put it in your fridge and you can use it like a regular salad dressing. Hooray. So start making your own salad dressings if you're not doing that already. Now I don't have a green thumb, but I can grow herbs. Herbs are a slept on resource when it comes to adding nutrition to every single thing that we eat. There's so many different types of herbs and you can grow them in your own house, like right from your windowsill. So start doing that. It's You save so much money growing them versus buying them, first of all. But then if you have an abundance of them, let's say you grow herbs in your garden in the summertime and you know things just start popping off and there's no way you could eat them fresh, dry them. You know that buying dried organic herbs and spices is expensive. So just do it yourself and then save them. It just really adds not just flavor. So it makes home cooking taste a lot better. And home cooking is like the number one way to save money on food. Uh, but it also adds nutrition. And then the same thing with, uh, spices, you can buy those in bulk. Just save your glass jars. By the way, you should always be buying herbs and spices in glass jars. 
save your glass jars, and then refill them. I personally go to the mustard seed, which is in Nottingham, New Hampshire. (laughs) So very local, but there are places that you can find bulk organic herbs and spices online. I do believe Mountain Rose Herbs sells them, so you can look there. Now again, DM us with resources and we'll just keep pumping up the show notes full of different online places to get high quality stuff in bulk. It's a group effort. Uh, Speaking of group effort, a lot of you shared that you get frozen organic veggies and fruits as a way to save money. I will definitely second this. I don't buy a lot of organic veggies. I will say that. Oh, maybe that's not true. I buy a lot of organic cauliflower rice. Um, We do a lot of that. Uh, That's mostly for my smoothies though. But fruits, yes. Organic fruit, it is it actually is more cost-effective to buy it frozen. I can't tell you how many times we've had to throw out organic berries lately. Um, we just bring them home and then there's like, they're moldy. They don't last. It's, it's, that's the most expensive way to eat produce is when you're throwing half of it out. So I've just sort of defaulted to only buying frozen organic berries because they last. We're not producing waste, and we're also not wasting money. A lot of people also said buy veggies in season. And yes, it is a way to save money. Prioritize seasonal produce. A lot of people said this. A lot of people practice this. So that's something to keep in mind. Ideally, you have access to a local farm in your area and you're buying directly from them when things are in season. There are also just kind of less expensive veggies that tend to get overlooked, potatoes and other roots and tubers, beets. You know, we eat an abundance of beets. I love beets. Love me some beets. Cabbage. I eat so much cabbage. It's a phenomenal veggie and it's cheap. It's cheap and you can feed a lot. You can make a lot of recipes with cabbage and you can feed a lot of people. So that's, you know, don't don't overlook the cheap, the cheap veggies. Um, Somebody suggested that you could ask local farms to buy their B or C grade veggies. I've never done that, but I think that's a great pro tip. CSH shares are really helpful, not just for you, but the people that produce your food. Um, Co-ops, purchasing direct from farmer or direct from the fisherman, and then looking for cheaper cuts of meat. These are all straight from my my, uh, Instagram buddies. This one is for my low-carby Barbies. If you're struggling with headaches, muscle cramps, or fatigue on a low-carb diet, you are probably low in electrolytes. This is for two reasons. One is that whole foods, keto, or low-carb diets are low in sodium. When you cut out packaged foods, you basically cut out your main dietary sources of sodium. Also, you excrete more sodium in a carb-restricted state. But the good news is that replenishing electrolytes can really rectify symptoms pretty darn quickly. Element is my personal electrolyte of choice. It's super yummy, has everything you need and nothing you don't. The reality is every single person needs electrolytes, but if you're active or you're on a low-carb diet, you really extra need electrolytes to feel and perform your best. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single-serving packets for free with an Element order. It's a great way to try all the flavors or you could share them with a friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com forward slash funk. That is D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash F-U-N-K. Element offers a no questions asked 
refund so you can try it risk-free. All right, shit is bananas right now, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Somebody recently asked me, what do you do when you're doing all of the things, you're practicing all of the tools, but things still feel really intense? And honestly, this is where Ned de-stress comes in for me. It is part of my daily routine right now. It's a certified organic formula, full spectrum hemp with CBG, CBD, and also ashwagandha. So it really helps to calm down the body and soothe down anxiety. If you need some support right now, fortify your stress response and get 15% off Ned's de-stress blend with code FUNK, go to helloned.com forward slash FUNK or enter code FUNK at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash F-U-N-K to get 15% off. Thank you as always, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering myself and our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Uh, I also got a shout out making your own bone broth. Speaking of cheaper cuts of stuff, you can get bones, you can get chicken feet, you can get chicken necks, and you can make your own bone broth from them. So you can go to the butcher or you can go to the farmer and they usually will sell these things and it's not very expensive. On the other hand, if you purchase bone broth pre-made, so we will buy kettle and fire if we're not making it ourselves. And that is, again, it's like 10 or $12 for a little box. That's like a serving, you know, so, or two servings maybe. So making it yourself is a surefire way to save money. I know a lot of people want to purchase collagen supplements. Again, not inexpensive, but this is a way to get the same nutrients but you're getting it from bone broth instead of purchasing supplements or protein powder. So um, there's so many different things that you can do with bone broth. You can make a ton of it at once. It is a little bit of a project just because you have to cook it for a while. You can make a ton of it at once and then you can freeze it and you can pull it out of the freezer as you need it. Uh, Obviously you can make soups. I use it just for cooking too. Sometimes I'll freeze little cubes of it in a silicon ice cube tray and just pull them out and plop them into whatever I'm cooking. I always cook my grains with broth. So rather than use water, you can use broth. So you're infusing more nutrients, you're infusing more protein into your grains when you cook it. Um, Organ meats, not everybody's favorite, but definitely a deep source of nutrition and something you can purchase rather affordably. So um, liver, for example, different organs like heart. And what people will do is mix it up with ground beef. So like, let's say you're making, I don't know, a ground beef supper, tacos or something. You can actually mix in some liver or mix in some other organ with your ground beef. So it's not like you just have to like cut into like a beef heart and eat that for breakfast. And then like, that's, that's your vibe. I mean, do it, but There's other ways to get in organ meat as well. Canned sardines, while I'm just talking about like weird things that people don't really love to eat, canned sardines, another super affordable way to get a lot of nutrition into your pie hole. You can just eat them right out of the can. You can put them on salad. You can mix it up with tuna and like a tuna fish salad, different ways to do that. And uh, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about bone broth, but I will also make my own veggie broth. I always, when I'm chopping veggies, which is pretty much every single night, I will take the veggie butts is what I call them, the ends 
of the veggies like that that you would either throw away or compost and I put them into a plastic sealable bag and I throw them into the freezer and then when I'm chopping veggies I pull the bag out of the freezer and I put all my scraps all my veggie butts into the bag and when the bag is full I just transfer it into um, making broth. So I just put water in the instant pot with these veggie butts, or if I'm making bone broth, I will add them to it. And so you just get a little bit more flavor and then also some nutrition and you're not wasting these things. So instead of buying veggie broth at the store, make your own, you're not going to spend any money doing it because this is stuff you would be throwing out anyway. You dig? So I said we would circle back to buying in bulk. So here I am, I'm circling back. If buying in bulk is definitely more money up front. You know, I recognize that, but it does save you money in the long run. And it also saves you time, which is kind of a BFD. Now, when I go to, this is a local store, when I go to Market Basket, just my grocery store, I like to stock up on pantry goods and essentials because we'll also shop, we shop at the farm, uh, Vernon Family Farm primarily. A, we shop at Market Basket and then we also shop at Whole Foods. So those are like our like the three contenders, you know, the three places that we get our food for the most part. Um, But I don't like to get a lot of staple stuff at Whole Foods because it's way less expensive at our local grocery store market basket. So I like when I'm there, I like to get the most bang for my buck. So I'm stocking up on things like jovial pasta and like canned tuna or olive oil or I don't know, spices or things like that. Um, now obviously that's not saving money in the way that we might think, but it is definitely saving time and you know, time is money, baby. So something to consider buying, there's other things that you can buy in bulk. Whole grains is one of them. Dried beans. So dried beans, you know, I think about buying a can of beans and the ones that I buy probably like four bucks a can, but you could do that so much cheaper. Buy dried beans, you soak them. You cook them either in a pressure cooker, like an instant pot, or you could do them on the stove. But I can't tell you how many times I've burned pans trying to cook beans on the stove. I don't, I just like, I don't have the skill set for it or the tenacity. Um, So I like them in the instant pot. And then you can freeze them. So you let them cool and then you lay them out flat and you freeze them in a pan, like a sheet pan. And then when they're frozen, transfer them into like a big Ziploc bag or other container. And you just want to freeze them first so they don't freeze in one block. You know what I'm saying? And then put them back in the freezer and then pull them out and you can heat them up for supper or whatever you're making. You can do the same thing with rice. By the way, back in the day, I used to buy the, they were in the freezer section at Trader Joe's and it was pre-cooked rice and they were so handy to have on on hand. Uh, But you can do the same thing. You can pre-cook a bunch of rice. I also use the instant pot for that. Cook it with bone broth and then lay it out flat, freeze it, put it into a bag. And so you can just grab, you know, have little grab bags of pre-cooked rice or some other type of grain. So that saves time. Again, more time up front, but it will save you time in the long run. Somebody also mentioned splitting a quarter cow with somebody definitely more of an aggressive move because you would need a deep freezer for that. Obviously, it's more money up front, but then you you have it as a resource. So it's something else to consider. Buying whole chickens, using every part. I will say, you know, properly raised chickens are not inexpensive. Um, but if you're using the whole thing, you're using the chicken. <laughs> You're using the chicken bones to make the bone broth. You're doing the whole thing. You definitely get more bang for your buck. Somebody shared on Instagram. She said, chicken is cheaper than protein bar. 
And you know, that's fair. That's another reframe, another perspective shift. A lot of us have no issue with forking over a bunch of money for protein bars, but then we look at the cost of chicken and we're like, yikes. So something to consider as well, keeping your mind. Uh, homemade everything. Everybody said this, cook yourself, buy the staples and cook at home. Don't stack, don't stock snacks, stock ingredients. Teaching yourself how to cook is key. Everybody said this. This is like the number one thing was just cook yourself. And I have to agree, you know, this is another plug for the Functional Nutrition Collective. We teach you how to do this. I am so grateful that um, my mom taught me how to cook because it is a it is a resource and a skill set that has served me very well and I enjoy it and I'm so lucky and grateful that I can, but it's also a teachable skill. So you can, if you don't have the skill set, uh, you can teach yourself. And so that's, that is something to invest your time and energy into, and you will save money by doing it. The second piece or the second thing that everybody said that was like, everybody's doing this to save money is meal planning. It limits waste. Having a plan saves, um, getting what you, so planning the meals out in advance and then getting what you need each week based on the plan. Um, Somebody else had a weekly menu plan. It's boring, but it helps keep grocery bills down and there's less food waste. Batch cook and freeze. We kind of talked about some of that in terms of uh, single ingredients, but you could make a big chili. You could make a big soup. If, like It's like the cook once, eat multiple times philosophy. Eat the leftovers, but then cook enough to actually freeze and you can pull it out later on. Um, some people talked about specific stores. Now, I know that some of these are location dependent, but I will share them. Uh, Costco, Trader Joe's, Costco, I guess you can get wild caught salmon, shrimp, and cod. So that's a little pro tip. Um, somebody said, I hate to give this secret away, but stores like Ocean State Job Lot in Big Lots, um, I'm assuming for packaged goods or, you know, healthy packaged snacks. Um, somebody said grocery outlet. I've never heard of that, but uh, she said that there's a lot of bougie brands. Somebody said Thrive Market. I'm always kind of like hit or miss on that. I don't really think it necessarily saves a lot of money. I used to leverage them a lot more than I do now um, when I had, when Hattie was little and I just you know, it was just easier to order things online. Um, but I just always felt so guilty because of all the waste, the shipping waste. They do a good job about using recycled stuff, but it, you know, it's a lot of boxes. It's a lot of, um, paper. And I, I don't know, it just never, it, it just never sat right with me because I have access to stores where I can get those brands. Some people don't. And so then Thrive Market is a really good resource. Um, Somebody said Walmart for kitchen staples. I definitely, like I shared with you, I, I lean on Market Basket, a local grocery store for some of the staples rather than going to Whole Foods. Uh, we get There's a lot of things that we get at Whole Foods that we can't get other places, but I don't like getting my staples there because they tend to be more expensive. And the last thing that I will say to close this whole conversation out is Throwing stuff away is the most expensive thing, right? Obviously, we're like literally just like throwing money in the trash. I mean, not literally, but close enough, close enough. So when you notice things getting, you know, a little squidgy in the fridge, you're like, okay, if I don't eat those like tomorrow, they're going to go bad and I know that I'm not going to eat them tomorrow. Don't wait until they've gone bad and then throw them out. Freeze them. So I will... 
you know, when like spinach starts to look like a little sad, a little wilted, I will move it boop right into the freezer because frozen spinach is great in smoothies, or you can just cook it. You can just saute frozen spinach down. Same thing with berries. When berries start to get a little like, uh, you guys are looking a little squishy. Uh, my, my family will not eat squishy berries. They're like, they're like, nope, they turn their nose up to them. So I freeze them and then guess what? They're not squishy anymore. Not squishy anymore. Same thing with grapes. Cause you know, it frozen or excuse me, uh, organic grapes cost like a mortgage. So I'm like, I'm not throwing these out. People are going to come hell or high water. Somebody's eating them. So once I freeze them, then the, then the people eat them. But frozen berries can go into smoothies. Like anything frozen can really go into a smoothie. Or when things are looking just like a little bit sad, maybe the broccoli or the cauliflower, it just looks sad or the roasted or the, the root veggies look sad. I will just do a big roast. So I'll just put all, I'll chop everything up, put them on a cooking sheet and then put them in the oven and just roast them. And that's enough to revive their life back so we can eat them. So those are all of the pro tips that I have and that I've received to help you prioritize nutrition, but save some money doing it. So I hope that that was helpful. Again, DM us with any resources that you have for uh, buying in bulk, and I will catch you next week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you got something from today's show, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.